Hey, 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 everybody. Today for you, podcast number 42. Today's podcast is titled, Where is Your Focus? Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Lombardi, and back by popular demand, and I'm not kidding you, lots of people requesting my wife, Sandra, Sandy, to be on the show with me, and she is here tonight, ready, willing, and able, so super excited to have her back again maybe a regular. We're going to find out, but stay tuned because today's podcast is certainly going to be great. Um, So let's get it kicked off here. We are here to flesh out all the limitations that are preventing you from reaching your goals and living the life that you deserve. Just really trying to help you have a better quality of life. And uh, yeah, free to listen in. So Welcome aboard. And we want to take a moment to thank you as a listener for taking time out of your day. Whatever you're doing right now, we appreciate you taking your time to listening to what we've put together uh, to try to help you out. Um, and we love the feedback. I, I, I so look forward to people uh, coming in to personally talk to me about the podcast or mentioning what spoke to them or what they really liked. But I know that I have to listen to the feedback and and some of the feedback was, you know, you really should have your wife on there with you because she balances you out. She adds a different perspective and of course, a woman's point of view, which uh, is something that I just can't do. So um, if you like this podcast, be sure to share it with other people Hit the subscribe button. That way you won't miss out on any other uh, episodes and you'll be notified. And um, let's get ready to rock and roll. If you want to leave us a review, then then that's great too. All right, so on with the show. Today's uh, episode is titled, Where is Your Focus? Mm-hmm. So uh, a couple of backstories. Um, today I was in uh, my office and uh, today I was doing a, uh, some work called SoftWave. It's a new technology and I'm not trying to promote that or anything on the podcast, but uh, one of our practice members was back to have uh, a, a treatment with this technology on her knee. She's 90 years young, and uh, I've known her for many, many, many years. And her daughter was with her, and she said, you know, she's her knees look so much better now since she's done this. She goes, I really wish we took a picture of her really bad knee um, beforehand so we could compare it to how great it looks now. And I know that uh, they had originally been using these neoprene wraps on her knee to give it some stabilization and support. And she said that there's, you know, they, they just won't stay on her knee. They keep sliding down because there's her knees just aren't swollen anymore. And she's like, you know, nobody would ever believe how bad they looked uh, because we never took a picture. And I I remember her first appointment to have this looked at. I said, you know, maybe we'll take a video before and after, or maybe take some photos. And I never did it. And part of the reason why was because I was thinking in my head, what if this doesn't show any major change? Mm-hmm. Then what was the point of doing it? You know, here she is, a 90-year-old woman. 
you know, I had my doubts and reservations myself. Meanwhile, she and her daughter were more hopeful, I think, and confident than I was at that point. So I felt kind of like, all right, I'm thinking, what if it doesn't work? And her daughter said, yeah, but what if it does work? What if it does work, right. (laughs) So my wife had a very similar uh, situation today, uh, if you want to share that. Sure. We we have dynamic thermal imaging come to the office once a quarter, and they do thermography. And I went in for my appointment and um, was talking with the tech who we've gotten to know. She comes, you know, every year we're there with her. And um, a, a friend of mine and uh, had been a practice member of this woman um, passed away since we'd seen each other and I was telling her about it and she just started to cry and said, oh, this job is sucking the life out of me. And we had to move on with the, you know, um, thermography and, but it just settled in my spirit the entire time, like that she felt that way and that obviously she's trying to help people, but not everyone gets well. And so when we were all done, I asked if we could talk about that and actually pray together. And um, just to to flip her perspective of how much I valued her wisdom and her experience and her desire to help women have alternative forms of um, prevention. And um, she's just been a tremendous uh, person for me. And, you know, there's times where you're concerned about things and she would say, well, what if it's just X, Y, Z. And it's not this terrible thing you're thinking. Like, you know, immediately you think, oh, I must have breast cancer. And she's like, well, what if it's just some irritation? And um, so she helped flip my perspective over the years. And um, so I just helped, hoped I could help flip hers that she, the life, that this job isn't sucking the life out of her, that she's giving life to other people. So perspective. It's so easy to get drawn into that, uh, I guess the, you know, we oftentimes just think the worst case scenarios mm-hmm. in so many situations. And uh, our son, Luke, uh, was kind of overhearing this conversation that we were having today at lunchtime. And he's like, oh, that's like the Chinese farmer. Like and I'm like, what's that? <laughs> and so he told us the story. So that's point number two. And uh, this farmer had a horse. And this horse uh, was very helpful on the farm. And then one day it ran away. And Everyone's so, like, oh, no. Yeah, everybody's, oh, no. And uh, that's terrible. And the Chinese farmer said, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And so uh, the next day the horse came back and it had 10 more horses with it. And so everybody in the town said, Wow, good for you. Yeah, amazing. You've got uh, 11 horses now and your horse is returned. That's fantastic. And he said, "Eh, we'll see. We'll see see what happens. And so uh, as time went on, his son was riding one of the horses and the horse bucked him off and his son broke his back and he couldn't walk. And everybody around gave him pity and said, oh my gosh, that is so terrible. That horse bucked your son off, and now he can't walk. And the Chinese farmer said, We'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then the next day, the military showed up at, in the town, and they were drafting everyone to go off to war. And they came to his house and saw his son, who was not able to walk, and they didn't take him. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. 
The point of the story is pretty obvious when you get to that point, and that is that we never know what is really in store, right? We never know what God's plan is for any of us at any time. Um, Circumstances can look great. Circumstances can look bleak. um, But you don't know what the next moment, the next day, the next week, the next month, the next year will bring. Uh, It may bring Mm -hmm. a glorious opportunity. It may bring uh, greater challenges yet to come. You have no idea. So every day is a wait and see, but it's to be lived, I think, with patience mm-hmm. and confidence and and faith. And that is that is a, that is a limitless life. If you can if you can live a life with that level of patience and confidence and peace, um, then your life is is going to be pretty smooth, in my opinion. So um, that brings us to point number three, and you brought this up because you've been reading about this quite a bit lately. Right. I was, we were talking about how things appear to, to be bad and the circumstance and how we assess that from the outside. And um, I've been reading Job this past week. And, um, and in the book of Job, uh, Job loses everything. Um, his family is killed. Uh, his livelihood, his, his uh, flock, his uh, sheep are taken. Mm-hmm. I'll die. Um, his reputation is is taken and um, he has these three friends that come along and, and offer wisdom, they think is wisdom. And uh, based on how they're interpreting Job's situation, they think Job must have just done something terrible against God to have God strike him like this. And um, they're misreading the situation and, and what's happening. And, um, you know, it just, again, ties into that for well, many things like be careful who we're taking our advice from, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are they in- involved and are they deeply involved in, in knowing what the, truly is going on? And they were assessing from the outside uh, wrongly. So um, those were two points that I was thinking of in that situation. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, it, 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 there, and again, these friends can be very well-meaning. You know, we have lots of relationships in our life that think that they're they're doing us a favor by pointing things out to us that that um, are not building you up. And 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 really, really good friends are more concerned about your are very concerned about your well being, but they're always always you know looking to to build you up, right? And uh, instead of tear you down and say, "Hey, look what you probably you probably did this wrong," right? You know, like nobody likes and I told you so, right? And that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what it reminds me of is like, ah, I knew I told you you do that. I, I could still think of, you know, my father was would do that once in a while, and I'd be like, "Oh, come on, Dad," <laughs> you know, and like I, I, I know what I know what you're getting at. I know, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, that's that's for sure. That's a that's a that's really good uh, wisdom right there. Um, point number four is um, is is another really good story that you were sharing with me about our son Timothy and uh, this comic. If you would if you would kind of give the backdrop on that, that was that's this yeah. Is good. Um, Tim and I were sitting together the other night, and um, he's just got back from the missions trip. I know um, Pete talked about that last week, and trying to figure out where he's headed in life. He's deeply impacted by what he saw and experienced there and um, trying to figure out um, where God would have him be and and what he wants him doing. And 
he also just published a comic um, with his friend Judah, his roommate at school, and they've been working on this comic for about a year and a half. Tim's doing the mm-hmm. illustration, and um, Judah wrote a lot of the narrative. And Tim was just saying, you know, I've poured years and years really into this. He developed the character when um, we had gone to some listening therapy to help with some of the um, Tim's brain um, function back when he was probably eight, nine, ten years old. Mm-hmm. And he developed this character, and he really poured a lot of himself into that character and and this character is in the comic that they just published and the the comic's not selling like they anticipated they (laughs) printed off you know i forget how many copies and um there's just not the market yet and they don't have a following but to tim it's it's devastating and to him it was that they didn't like it or it wasn't um, received well and um it just came to me i said you know tim maybe that whole process wasn't for an audience. Maybe that was for you. And it was part of your story. Like you worked your life and your emotions into this character and, and the process of, of animating it and drawing it and hours after hours of creating these scenes. I think that was part of your growth process. So, you know, it's not always the end result of that is going to be this glorifying high five nailed it home run it's going to be the steps along the way that are making you who they you are, you know? So not to say that this comic won't take off and be phenomenal um, in sales, but it's already phenomenal in, in the journey it's taken Tim through. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, I know that they were super hopeful and what's wrong with being hopeful, right? right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, it didn't take off right now. Maybe it still will. But, uh, you know, I think you, you, you really described it well because it's, it's about the, de- the journey, not the destination in this, in this scenario. Right. Um, yeah, it'd be great if they just couldn't, couldn't produce them fast enough. But the reality is, again, you don't, they, they're not business people. Well, and so many know? skills develop through it, right? Sure, you know, how sure. To have something published and how to work with another individual. I mean, the amount of uh, effort that they put into creating it and actually getting it to be produced and published, like, right. come on, I've never done that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's way above what I would ever even thought I would even attempt to do. Right. And they took it so much further. Do they have a lot of skills in marketing and and sales and distribution? Absolutely not. But not yet. Y- you'll never you'll never learn that until you try it. Right. And uh, you know, then they got to start you know getting associated with people that know that business, and uh, I'm sure mm-hmm. they can they can do even better yet. So, great, great one there. And uh, our last one tonight um, is uh, a topic that came about from a conversation we were having with uh, a friend of ours last night, and uh, she was explaining to us the situation where her ex-husband got in some major trouble, and she was trying to shield that from her daughter. She didn't really know what to do about what to tell her daughter with her ex-husband you know, who she was divorced from and, uh, you know, that whole broken marriage situation and here's the child, like what happens here? And, uh, you know, her, her tendency was to what? To shield her, not let her know the truth of what was going on. And you brought up that the truth is often the best thing for them to be told. Um, and we just shared how, you know, we, 
over the years would try to create happiness in this perfect lifestyle for our kids. And mm-hmm. we realize now that um, that's not the greatest thing to do, that you need to let them see truth and what that things don't come along easily, that things are, you work hard for things, you persevere through trial, and um, that's what really makes you who you are. Um, and there are disappointing things in life, right? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. And and believe it or not, the the whole goal in life isn't like a hundred percent happiness all the time because mm-hmm. it's just not attainable. Um, and I, and I related it to my childhood because I, I think I had a pretty cool childhood in the fact that um, nobody really cared about my happiness. <laughs> my parents like weren't the exact opposite of helicopter parents. They pretty much turned me loose like Huck Finn, and I could be gone all day. They had no idea where I was, and I might show up in time for dinner. And if I did, I got food. If I didn't, there was nothing available for me to eat. There wasn't a plate. Waiting there was no. Yeah, nobody you. cared. Like it was dinner was over. It was all put away. End of story. You're fending for yourself because dinner was on the table at five o'clock, and uh, there was they, nobody cared about my happiness. And, uh, you know, I was off to like make mistakes on my own. Uh, if I got hurt, I had to figure it out. I mean, everything I did, I had to figure it out myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, exact opposite, right? Like, you know, you know, back in the early 1980s, I'd ride my bike to a store, put my kickstand down, leave it outside, go inside the store, do whatever I had to do, get out of the store. My bike could still be there. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like you just got on your bike and rode to the next place, you know. Like today, nobody even think of letting like an eight year old kid right. ride their bike anywhere to go do things like that without a bike lock and a helmet. Like we never wore helmets, mm-hmm. right? The, everything is like hyper protected. Parents are helicopter parents all over the place, and what is it creating for kids today? Kids that have a false sense of reality. Uh, with an expectation that they're always supposed to be happy mm-hmm. and that it, it's like their right to be happy. Um, and I think that's created a huge problem. There's this huge gap where people just uh, are struggling to find good workers today. Mm-hmm. Uh, employers, I know as an employer, it's it's a challenge to find good workers today. And I hear that across the board from many people. So anything you want to add to that? No. No. Okay. All right. Uh, but so anyway, uh, thank you for listening into this week's edition of your Limitless Life Network podcast. Be sure to stay tuned each and every week so that you can stay connected, be inspired, and keep working your way and stripping away all those limitations so you can live uh, a life without limitations. So be sure to tune in each and every week. We'll see you next week on uh, the Limitless Life Network podcast. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. So long. (laughs) 